0: Ray Brown's Talking Birds.
1: Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store. or Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Birds and Beans Shade Grown Bird Friendly Coffee. Birdsandbeans.com. And proudly sponsored by Ocean State Bird Club. We'd like to invite all of Ray's listeners to join us on one of our free upcoming walks at birding hotspots throughout Rhode Island. Explore the smallest state in the Union with the biggest variety of birds by visiting our website, www.oceanstatebirdclub.org, for more information. You can also follow us on Facebook. Find out all we have to offer birders with Ocean State Bird Club.
2: Good morning. Welcome to our show number 723. We're off to a good start because we hear common ravens vocalizing right outside our window of our studio here. And we think they may be nesting back here. We're going to investigate a little bit later. So your talking birds. Crew is on the job again here today. One of our team members, though, is about 10,000 miles southwest of here as airline routes go. But she's gotten in touch with us while accompanied by some pretty cool birds in a little audio postcard here it is
0: hi it's freya mcgregor here i'm standing in my family's backyard um, in melbourne australia um, and i just thought i'd share with you the the birds oh of course they just flew off didn't they there was a whole lot of rainbow lorikeets um oh and there's a red wattle bird calling um my parents have planted a lot of native trees, so the local birds appreciate them, but um, they also have a few fruit trees, and in the summer when the plums are, um, are ripe, or even before they're ripe, these rainbow lorikeets, the little brightly coloured parrots, um, just go nuts. My dad gets mad, comes and chases them out of his plums. <laughs> um, but. You can hear them calling, and I I just thought you guys might like to hear. So, g'day from Australia.
2: Well, thank you, Freya. How cool is that? Talking Birds own Freya McGregor with the message from her temporary digs way down under in Melbourne, Australia. Well, from the Talking Birds email bag, we have a note from Elaine down in Tallahassee, Florida. She says, recently I had Carolina chickadees build a nest in our bird box. My kids and I were excited to watch the nest-building process Then to see that there were eggs in the nest. The eggs hatched, and it was so fun to watch the mom and dad fly in and out feeding their babies. One morning we woke up, and the nest box was crooked on the pole. With half the nest hanging out of the entrance hole, all the babies were gone. Upon closer look, I saw gray fur covering the nest box. I'm pretty certain my neighbor's dumb cat that roams freely is the culprit. I have seen it stalking other birds in my yard. We are very sad. Is there anything I can do to protect my nest box from murderers? That's from Emily down in Tallahassee, Florida, with that sad story. We sent a note with some ideas for Emily and, um, I'm sorry, for Elaine uh, down there in Tallahassee. And um, we'll talk more about this next week with Mike O'Connor. He knows a lot about this stuff, and he'll have some things uh, to say about that. Uh, Our friend Nancy Brennan up in Vermont invented something called the Birds Be Safe Collar that apparently really does work in alerting birds to the presence of cats, whether it would help in this particular case. We'll talk about that next week. Also from the Talking Birds email bag, but completely different, our friend Joy Klump down in Houston, Texas, tells us that she's been watching a robin sitting patiently on a nest waiting for her two babies to hatch, and she hopes that they don't decide to make their entrance into the world When she's out of town next week, participating in the annual birding competition known as the Great Texas Birding Classic. Joy's team of four will be competing for its fourth consecutive year. And the team's Rice Krispies inspired name is, wait for it, Snap, Grackle, Pop. The team includes Dee Dee Belk, Rebecca Stroh, Dee Dee's mom, Maria Morrison and Joy is the team captain. Here's the really cool part. She says funds raised through team registration fees and sponsorship go toward conservation grants used all around the state each year. Last year, winning teams selected projects to receive a total of $35,500, bringing the grand total donated to conservation projects in Texas over the past 22 years to $954,000. Wow. Joy's team will head down to Brazoria National Wildlife Refuge and Bird for about six hours, she says, and then upload their results to eBird and wait patiently to see if they've won. She says her team hasn't won yet, but is improving every year. So good luck to Team Snap, Grackle, Pop. By the way, Joy ends her message on a somewhat contentious note, saying, Go Astros! We here at talking, Birds, of course, are in world champion Boston Red Sox territory. Although we wouldn't mind trading one loss records uh, with the Astros uh, right about now. Meanwhile, back up in the sky, you're probably asking yourself, is it true that a new airplane wing moves like a bird's wing and could radically change aircraft design? Well, yes, according to a NASA-led team of researchers that has created a flexible wing that morphs as it flies. One of the report's authors, Nick Kramer, says the new wing is constructed from thousands of units that fit together and function much like the way a bird's wing does. We're not expecting to see planes with these wings zipping around in the very near future, but the team, that also includes experts from MIT, says their bird wing-inspired design could eventually lead to better flight performance as well as significant efficiencies in the manufacture and maintenance of airplanes. Peregrine falcon. Here's a. This is not a peregrine falcon right here. But it's our mystery bird. This is a preview of our mystery bird contest. We'll do the contest itself a little bit later, but this will kind of get you ready for it. A little early for our mystery bird to return to much of North America from its wintering grounds in western South America and western Amazonia. But we figure it's not too early for it to be the subject of our mystery bird contest. Our bird is a medium-sized perching bird with gray-black coloration on the head, back, and wings and a white band at the end of the black tail. Our bird, which breeds in open areas over most of North America, feeds mostly by flying out from an open perch to catch insects in flight. We have beautiful prizes. If you can identify our bird this morning or take a guess and be the winner by way of a drawing, we have a beautiful Droll Yankees feeder the 13-inch metal finch sock. We have a download or online access to the LarkWire app that makes uh, learning bird sounds a game, and we have a big bag of birds and beans, bird-friendly shade-grown coffee prizes on our mystery bird contest coming along here in just uh, a little bit.
1: Extra, extra, read all about it.
2: Some of the stories and videos we have for you on our Facebook page this week. Here's another peregrine falcon reference, this time in connection with an amazing video, courtesy of the BBC, of a peregrine swooping and climbing and diving at 150 miles per hour. Find it on our Facebook page. Our man Mike O'Connor visits a wildlife refuge where he finds a snowy owl and almost loses his wife. Yes, we have the full story direct from Mike's latest newspaper column and a photo of an osprey with the caption your balloons do not go to heaven they're tangled around my leg introduces a story about the kennebunk maine board of selectmen's crackdown on the rising form of plastic pollution And that's some of what we have for you on our facebook page right now you can also find those stories through an online search well here's a conservation salute of the week It goes to the city of Chicago, Chicago, that toddlin' town. Yes, Chicago, Chicago, whose buildings are not very friendly to migrating birds, as we found out on last week's show. But which is doing something wonderful for our environment in general. At least they're going to try. Last week, Chicago became the largest city in the United States to commit to 100% clean energy. Legislation passed unanimously by the City Council will enable Chicago to power all of its buildings on clean and renewable energy by 2035. At least that is the goal. Meanwhile, the Chicago Transit Authority, the country's second largest public transportation system, will completely electrify its fleet of more than 1,850 buses by 2040. This means that Chicago is now officially part of the Ready for 100 Club joining 118 other cities across the country that have committed to generating 100% energy from clean, renewable sources. Six of the cities, by the way, have already reached their goals. The plan leading to this clean energy commitment in Chicago involved several local groups, including the Climate Reality Project Chicago Chapter and the Illinois Sierra Club, along with a number of other environmental education, youth, and labor groups. Nice work, Chicago. Meanwhile, in what we might call our conservation shame department, Carnival Cruise Lines is awaiting a federal judge's decision on whether she'll keep the company's ships out of American ports as punishment for the company's possible violations of the terms of its probation. Carnival has been on probation as part of a settlement in which it agreed to pay $40 million for discarding oil illegally into the ocean from its Princess Cruises ships and not telling the truth about it to U.S. authorities. According to court filings reported by the Miami Herald, the cruise line sought to avoid unfavorable findings by preparing ships in advance of court ordered audits, falsified records, dumped plastic garbage into the ocean, and illegally discharged gray water into Glacier Bay National Park in Alaska. In what seems like a rather oddly phrased statement under the circumstances, Carnival spokesman Roger Frizzell said the company, quote, will do our utmost to ensure we meet all expectations and continue to strive to be best in class on environmental compliance, end quote. U.S. District Judge Patricia Seitz says she'll decide in a hearing in June what action, if any, to take against the cruise line. Now, on a much happier note, we have uh, more new Talking Birds Ambassadors to thank for helping to spread the word about our show and about birds and conservation, including our first ambassador from South America, Marcelo Esteban Mauricio from San Justo, Buenos Aires. Argentina has joined our ambassador's family. Thank you so much, Marcelo, for doing that. And there's also something special about another of our Talkin' Birds Ambassadors. Andy Larvia from North Woodstock, New Hampshire, will celebrate his 26th birthday on April 17th. So early happy birthday wishes, Andy, from all of us here at Talkin' Birds. And thanks for becoming the Talkin' Birds Ambassador. Dear Talkin' Birds listeners, wherever you are, will you join Andy and Marcelo in our Talkin' Birds Ambassadors family? No official duties involved, just hand out a few of the cards that we'll send to you to your friends and neighbors and fellow bird lovers. To sign up, just make your way to the contact button at TalkinBirds.com and choose the Become an Ambassador option. That's the Become an Ambassador option via the contact button at TalkinBirds.com. No G in Talkin'. Still to come on our show today, Mike O'Connor from Cape Cod's Famous birdwatchers, Watchers. General Storer will be here to tell us about some really cool creatures and kind of an update on what's happening with them in his backyard on Cape Cod in our Let's Ask Mike segment. And up next, a bird that even as we speak has migrated its way north across about the southern half of the U.S. and much of the west coast. A bird we're expecting to see pretty soon here in New England is today's featured feathered friend presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Well, here's a bird you've probably heard, though it's often hard to see. It's got a name that kind of sounds, well, like an insult to me. I mean, how would you feel? Wouldn't it get your goat if someone called you a common yellow throat? (laughs) Ah, there he is now. What a sweet-sounding bird. And pretty loud, too, with that witchety-witchety thing going on. You'd think he wants you to see him. But no, he makes you work for it. But it's certainly worth it when you do see him. He's a little bandit in a black mask. A yellow throat, of course, and belly. And a dark olive back. And the female also has a yellow throat, but... Wears no mask, sports a brown cap instead. The common yellow throat, our featured feathered friend, hiding in a bush somewhere near you. Thanks again for being with us here on our show number 723. We hope, as always, that you'll visit our website. It's TalkingBirds.com, uh, and we hope you will follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at Talking Birds. Uh, meanwhile, we're going to check in uh, on our mystery bird contest in just one minute.
1: <laughs>
2: Tanzania hosts more than a thousand bird species, and on safari with Nasera Safaris, you'll see the birds and the Big Five: the lion, leopard. Elephant, rhino,
0: and Cape Buffalo.
2: That's Nasara Safaris founder and guide, Joseph Dunguru. And Nacera Safaris provides more, says co-founder David Clapp. We offer customized safaris and mountain climbing adventures in Tanzania, Kenya, and Uganda. And gorilla trekking in both Uganda and Rwanda. Going on safari in Africa is an unforgettable experience. And there's no better way to do it than with Nasara Safaris. See their website for details, naserasafaris.com, N-A-S-E-R-A, Nasera Safaris. Well, here's the sound of our mystery bird uh, once again. Our mystery bird is a medium-sized perching bird with gray-black coloration on the head, back, and wings, and a white band at the end of the black tail. Our bird, which breeds in open areas over most of North America, feeds mostly by flying out from an open perch to catch insects in flight. Tell us what it is, and you could win our beautiful selection of prizes here. And even if you don't get the right answer, you might win all the same, because if no one gets the right answer, we'll do a drawing here and uh, determine our winner uh, by that method. By the way, uh, speaking of determining a winner by that method... Carol from Austin, Texas. Carol, if you're listening this morning, you were our winner by drawing a couple of weeks ago, and we kind of lost you, I think, somewhere along the line. So if you're listening this morning, Carol, give us a call, a, a holler or a call or a collar, and we'll uh, take care of that and make sure we send you those mystery bird prizes. This morning from the Droll Yankees Company of Beautiful Bird Feeders, makers of the world's best bird feeders, it's the new generation 13-inch metal finch sock combines the attraction of a finch sock with the durability of metal. And it holds a full pound of niger seed, a.k.a. Thys- uh, thistle seed. Bonus prizes, a download to your iOS device or online access to the Larkwire app, the app that makes learning bird sounds a game, plus a big bag of delicious bird-friendly birds and beans coffee, shade-grown coffee that protects the landscape and the habitat for birds neotropical birds down in south and central america in the winter time those are the prizes the number to call the 781-837-4900 as always we ask you to please don't wait call as soon as you can so we'll be sure to have time to conduct our contest 781-837-4900 is the number to call if you haven't won here within six months you are eligible to win on the Mystery Bird Contest. Meanwhile, what's in Mike's backyard and what's the latest? We'll find out. Let's ask Mike live in just one minute.
1: Here at Talkin' Birds, we're for the birds. And we want to say thanks to another Talkin' Birds ambassador who's helping to spread the word about birds and conservation.
0: My name is Joy Klump. I'm a Talking Birds ambassador from Houston, Texas. I think listeners should become ambassadors because I believe it's important for us to advocate for education and awareness of these amazing creatures. I think it's a, a great opportunity and I definitely support the show in any way I can.
1: Talking Birds listeners, we hope you'll become a Talkin' Birds ambassador. Just visit our website, TalkinBirds.com Click on the contact button, and then choose the Become an Ambassador option We'll send you some info cards to hand out to your friends and neighbors. That's the contact button at TalkinBirds.com And thanks
2: Forgot to mention, we'll be hearing from Joy Klump again on this morning's show And Joy, good luck in your big uh, birding challenge down there in Texas. Uh, meanwhile Check in with Mike O'Connor down there at the famous Birdwatcher's General Store. We mentioned earlier we were hearing common ravens earlier, but what's this? Eastern screech owl? Okay, this is really just a recording this time, but we're leading into something with Mike O'Connor. And I think he knows what it is, and I believe he's on the phone with us uh, right now. Uh, Good morning, Mike.
0: Hey, good morning, Ray. I can hear the birds all the way on Cape Cod from from uh, your world headquarters there or your studio.
2: Yeah, We have a very powerful signal coming out coming out of here. It goes everywhere. yeah. so uh, Eastern screech owls. you've told us before, Mike, you had, I believe, a gray phase and a red phase, both. Thrusting. yeah, that's
0: very exciting. and yeah. And for the first time, uh, you know, in the past, you see an owl, and and a lot of times, people, a lot of my customers, including your your best friend David Clapp, puts up a box, and then sometimes you see the birds, and they can be in those bird in those boxes any time of year: the dead of winter, in the fall, the end of summer. It's not just during the breeding season. Usually at sunset, they stick their face out the hole and they look around before they fly for the night. But it's usually it's just one bird. I have two boxes up, and occasionally I will see one. Bird here and they gray phase and a red phase, well, a few weeks ago, I saw the gray phase, and then in the second box, I saw the red phase. Try to hang on. I know this is very scientific here, but <laughs> the, the, the gray phase would stay, but I wouldn't see much of the red phase um, very often, and uh, occasionally, and then I didn't see it at all, and so I'm thinking, okay, what well, is it just did they go? They never nest, including David Clapp. they don't let they go someplace natural, apparently, but I'm thinking, maybe. Maybe it's the middle of March, and now it's getting late March. Maybe she's actually sitting on eggs. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I went outside, because I don't have a lot to do at night, and I sat in a chair and the warm, and I just, with the ambient light, I just stared at the red phase box, which I haven't seen anything for a long time, mm-hmm. and I just, with binoculars, I stared at the box. And then right about an hour after sunset, in came an owl, flew right in the box, and disappeared. So and, you know, the literature claims that the male doesn't roost with the female, and he's in the separate box, which makes sense. And the female sits on the eggs, especially now it's still cold around here, so she's sitting tight on the eggs. But in the early part of the evening, she'll go off to, to cough up a pellet, and the and the male will feed her, and she'll fly around, and she gets off the eggs for a short time, maybe twenty minutes, and then she flies back in, and then keeps the eggs warm for the night she might not go off again till early in the morning so based on nothing but circumstantial evidence and my you know hope i think we have a red-faced owl female sitting on eggs and they did do to hatch maybe they they say 30 days so maybe the middle of april which are fast approaching and so Maybe she's on eggs, and then maybe we'll see more action, more back and forth. And I'm only passing that on because other people who have owls, they're hard to, even though they look out once in a while, it's hard to know what's going on. And I was too lazy to put a camera in the box this year. So I've decided to go. The next thing is to sit in a chair with binoculars at night <laughs> and I bundle up and watch the hole. So there we go. So that's my excitement here on Cape Cod. I think maybe, possibly, there's a chance I have a female. Face screech! owl oh. sitting on eggs, and Pretty I'll know cool. more
2: in a week or two. Well, will you be out there with a handheld camera at some point? And, no, it's no. too dark.
0: You oh. know, we had last year. Remember, we had the great crested flycatcher. and they had that little tiny camera that I put inside the box, and you can see what's going on. So um, I don't know how to get images. I'll just have to, you know, as if the babies hatch, they'll be. Uh, The the adults will be a lot busier going back and forth. You won't be incubating as much. to do a little brooding, but they'll be going back and forth feeding, so I'll see more action, whether I ever get any pictures. I don't know. Well, eventually the the babies will... Hatch and then they, they all their heads stop poking out based on pictures I've seen online. So maybe I'll get some of those and I'll send them off to you if it happens. Right,
2: so it. passing it on, all right. Pretty soon you'll be able to go out there in your shorts and short sleeve shirt watching <laughs> my tank top. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds cool. Yeah, bye bye. Mike O'Connor down there at the famous Bird Watchers uh, General Store on Cape Cod. Well, thanks for being here with us on Talking Birds. We're going to get back here to our mystery bird uh, contest right after this. For over a quarter century, Birdwatching Magazine has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Regular contributors include expert birders and authors such as Ken Kaufman, David Sibley, Pete Dunn, Laura Erickson, and others. Learn more at birdwatchingdaily.com. If you missed, uh, if you missed our mystery bird earlier, here it is again. A medium-sized perching bird with gray-black coloration on the head, back, and wings and a white band at the end of the black tail. Our bird, which breeds in open areas over most of North America, feeds by, uh, mostly by flying out from an open perch to catch insects in flight. What is our mystery bird? A beautiful droll Yankees feeder, a download or online access to the Larkwire app, and a big bag of delicious bird-friendly birds and beans shade-grown coffee. Our Here in the offing for our mystery bird winner this morning. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. And we have, uh, I believe it's Bob in Cohasset, Massachusetts. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. Good morning. you have any uh, screech owls in your backyard, Bob? Uh, In the the spring last year, we had a pair of them, but I haven't seen them back yet this year. All right. Well, good luck. Hope they come back. What do you think, uh, meanwhile, Bob, on our mystery bird contest? I was thinking an eastern flycatcher. Eastern flycatcher. Uh, that would appear to not be the answer we were looking for. Okay. <laughs> but that, Bob, thank you so much. Try us again. All right. All right. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Thanks for the call. All right. Uh, not an eastern, what did he say, an eastern flycatcher? We go to Mike uh, in, the, uh, in the Boston area, in the uh, neighborhood of Dorchester, Massachusetts. Uh, good morning, Mike. Good morning. Good morning. How's it going, Mike? What do you think about our mystery bird there? Well, the recording, it sounded a little bit like a barn swallow. A barn swallow. We don't want to play that music again, do we? No, that's too... Uh, that's <laughs> <laughs> you don't need Wasn't that. You, you, don't, you don't need that. No. Not, <laughs> not a barn swallow, uh, Mike, but thank you so much for the uh, for, for the guest and try us again. All but. right. Mike and Dorchester. The neighborhood of the city of Boston, the great city of Boston, here on our Mystery Bird Contest. 781-837-4900 is the number. And we have uh, we we have to get some new uh, markers for our whiteboards. That's, that's one thing that we definitely have. But I think I can discern that that maybe says Virginia in... Um, West Roxbury. West Roxbury, Massachusetts. So we are really heavily uh, Boston-area focused today or massachusetts focused at least and that's cool so uh, uh virginia good morning hi hi good morning. you try to sound like you're awake virginia no just kidding just kidding yeah, <laughs> you sound very vivacious there virginia and thank well, you for uh, calling in on the mystery bird contest have you uh, called in before
1: I, no, actually, I haven't, and I haven't really listened for that long, so I'm pretty excited about this.
2: Well, we're excited to have you. Thank you for calling. we will be even more exciting if you happen to have the correct answer uh, about the mystery bird. So what do you uh, say it is? I believe it's an eastern kingbird. Oh, an eastern kingbird is your answer. Yes, that's absolutely hey. right. You know, I almost said it was wrong because I had eastern screech owl on the brain because we were just talking about that. <laughs> nice job, nice job, Virginia. Eastern screech owl is uh, exactly correct. And if you will stay on the line, I mean, sorry, no, I did it again. Correct. You can't. You can't tra- yeah, stay with me and keep me uh, keep me on, on track here, Virginia. Okay. But If you, if, <laughs> if you'll stay on the line, Jesse, who will, is much more competent at these things, will take your information and will send you those beautiful prizes. Great. Thank right. you so much. Thank you, Virginia. Now, uh, I'm going to say very carefully the uh, mystery bird was the Eastern Kingbird. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. That is our show for this morning. Thanks to our amazing Talking Birds team Debbie Bleacher, Freya McGregor, Homo Sarabi Donay, and our engineer, Jesse Wilkins. I'm Ray Brown. We'll see you next week. It's
1: a bird
0: show. I like that. I love that.
2: Ray Brown's Talking
0: Birds.
1: Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store. Orleans Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By L.L. Bean. Inspiring you to get outdoors. LLbean.com. By Celestron. Offering binoculars and scopes for birders of all levels. Celestron.com. By Birds and Beans Shade Grown Bird Friendly Coffee birdsandbeans.com and proudly sponsored by Ocean State Bird Club. We'd like to invite all of Ray's listeners to join us on one of our free upcoming walks at birding hotspots throughout Rhode Island. Explore the smallest state in the Union with the biggest variety of birds by visiting our website www.oceanstatebirdclub.org for more information. You can also follow us on Facebook. Find out all we have to offer birders with Ocean State Bird Club.